Tonight, the Celebration Hall at Belfield will resound to the sounds of Middle Eastern music. In Arabic, it means party. To us, it's a dance party. It means that anybody can get up and have a dance. The Rose Hafla is the Scottish belly dance community. We have from students to professional dancers come and perform, and they each take a turn and come up and perform for the audience. So how many are actually going to be taking part? We tend to average maybe 12 to 15 dancers per show, but part of the fun is I never actually know what's going to happen until the night. And I'm the organiser, so you can imagine how nerve-wracking that is, <laughs> but it's part of the, what makes it special. Each show has a different theme, and the dancers can choose to either be on theme or off theme and do something a bit more traditional. Sorry, what do you mean on theme or off theme? For example, this evening is the Roaring Twenties. So dancers can either perform something inspired by the music, costuming, or a particular person from the 1920s, or they can choose to be off theme, which would be dancing something more traditional, belly dance, or wherever their inspiration takes them. The Rose Hafler has been organised by Natalie Borg. Born in London to Scottish and Greek ancestry, she first found belly dancing as a teenager. This interest developed and grew into teaching, and then producing such Hafflers where she then lived. This is the model she's brought to Belfield. I ran a showcase similar to the one at Belfield in London called Arabesque Nights that went on for about six and a half years. We hosted for about over 300 dancers during that time. It was a really successful show and uh, really popular down on the London scene, which was really busy at the time. And now up in Scotland, I've started the Rose Hafler, which is for the Scottish belly dance community to come together. And it's called the Rose Hafler after my nana, who was Rose, and I thought it was a nice way of keeping her memory alive. How many belly dancers are there in Scotland? You talk about a, a community here. Porty especially is very lucky to have Lorna of Cairo, who is a local Porty lass, but she's danced internationally and she's also danced and performed in Egypt for over a decade. So it's like having um, a virtuoso in your own town, <laughs> which is quite nice. But there's lots going on in Scotland in belly dance. It's a really vibrant community. We've got Glasgow Festival of Arabic Dance. We have Moira Banks based at Dance Space, which is Scotland's leading dance academy in Edinburgh. That's up in the centre of town. Yes, there's a lot going on in Fife as well. Um, you've got people like Kimsey and Isla who have their hafflers out there and they've raised a huge amount of money for charity as well doing their hafflers. I'm just rather intrigued though that why Scotland should have such a large belly dance community. It doesn't The two don't immediately seem to fit together. Belly dance has grown into a worldwide phenomenon now and wherever you go in the world there's pockets of belly dancers and that's one of the nice things about it being included in that social network I can literally travel anywhere and there will always be a belly dancer to go and see and say hello 
She married and moved to Scotland some years ago, where she's spending much of her time at present as a proud, fairly new mum. But her fascination with this dance form continues. Its origins in Arabic countries lie deep in the folk culture of the Middle East. But its heyday lies in the mid-20th century. If you're interested mainly in Egyptian belly dance, because each different style has its own background, probably looking at the golden era of film in the Middle East, which was 1940s, 1950s. What made that era so special? You had a boom in belly dance in that era. There was very glamorous dancers who were also actresses and singers. We had Badia Masabni, who was a famous nightclub owner, and she took the dances and kind of raised it from a folkloric style into a real performance art. And these dancers would take part in many, many films. There was lots and lots of films being released at the time. And of course, the 1940s, 1950s, such a glamorous era for fashion as well. So you have these big name stars who were on screen all the time and doing these beautiful, elegant dancing. To what extent is it influenced by the fact that Hollywood as well had an influence on the style? They were in turn looking to what was happening in the film industry in America and being broadcast around the world. So you have this interlinking of cultures whereas before for example belly dancers would be fully covered in their costumes the film industry would look over to what was happening in America and see the glamorous showgirls of the time there so then the two-piece costume became popular and suddenly dancers were bearing their midriff on stage and that's how that all evolved. Just take me right back, because originally this was a kind of folk dance that everybody did. Belly dance in Middle Eastern countries is a social dance. So you'd have these dancers who were covered head to toe in the traditional dance clothes of the time. It was very folkloric style, but as the dance evolved, it would still have an earthiness to the dance, but maybe taking styles from ballet, so it became more elevated. We had the move from fully clothed to the two-piece costume, dancing in heels rather than barefoot. It's definitely evolved over time. You also had choreographers such as Mahmoud Reda. He would take the folkloric styles and add ballet, different traveling steps, as well and you get this sort of flowing performance style whereas before it'd be quite grounded and maybe the dancer would just stay in one place where they were performing suddenly it was made for the stage and you'd have to use the whole stage and you'd have these big choreographed dance sets with backing dancers as well. There will be seven events between now and November under the Rose Hafler banner. The themes are very varied from Eurovision in May to steampunk in October. The mind slightly boggles at that one. But one thing she's very keen to stress is that the global community of dancers is very welcoming. We were really lucky recently. We had a visiting dancer from the state, Judy Redder, came over and she didn't know anyone in the Scottish belly dance community, but she came over to Edinburgh to celebrate her 80th birthday. Mm. She was very famous in the 1960s, 70s, and she was one of the trailblazing dancers to go over to Egypt as a foreign dancer and work there. 
and she came over and invited us all to go and celebrate her birthday at one of the big hotels on Princess Street. And we had a fantastic evening. We all turned up and got to meet her and celebrate her birthday with her. And we were all dancing in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> it was quite exciting. But it's nice to have a community where you can go anywhere and you've got a friend. And I think in Scotland especially, people love to dance. They love to entertain. And, you know, we're lucky to have such a big creative community here. And I think everyone just finds their niche that they're interested in, no matter who you are, and everyone wants to create. So I think that's why there's a lot of belly dancers here as well. <laughs> and you'll get a flavour of that tonight. Indeed. If you come along to the Hafla, you'll see a range of dancers. As I said before, as the organiser, I never quite know what everyone's going to do myself until the night, but it's always varied and diverse, and it's always worth a watch. Tonight's event starts at half past seven, as I said, in the Celebration Hall of Belfield. It will run for about two hours. Entry costs just £10. This has been a fun episode to make. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>